What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you're doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, I want to get right into it. I came across an article about the Shroud of Turin, and I figured I'd do a podcast about it. I also found a article about the crown of thorns that Jesus apparently wore, and those still exist as well. So I wanted to get into that and see if these stories are real and see if they have any impact on what you believe. So whether you believe Jesus is is whatever you believe, right? He could be the son of God, he could be an alien, he could be uh, just a spiritually enlightened human, whatever you think, let's look at, let's accept all of that, and then let's look at the Shroud of Turin um, objectively, okay? Because this is a really weird uh, artifact, and it's it's an artifact that could be, could have been the shroud that was wrapped around Jesus' body that took him into uh, the cave. Uh, uh, so, What's really interesting about this shroud is that the way that the reflection or the the image of of whoever it was, whether it was Jesus or another individual, it's reflected on this material is is in reverse. It's a negative. And we've always known that, right? It's always been a negative if you've done any research on it. But it's really fascinating. So, for this thing to even have existed, it would have had to have existed 2,000 plus years ago. Um, it would have had to have been wrapped around Jesus or an individual that looked similar to what we believe Jesus to look like. And then, it has a negative image of a person on the cloth. So, there is blood on the cloth. But there's also an entire image, almost like a negative photograph, on this cloth that's not from blood, but from some sort of energy source. Okay? So what they usually do is they take this negative and they digitally process the image as a regular photograph. And we see what you're able to see on Wikipedia, which is the shroud on the left and then the, the negative reflection as a regular photograph on the right. And you're able to see that it's a man who appears to look like Jesus, appears to have some blood stains on the head. It appears that he had a crown of thorns on as well. Um, but let's look at this entire full-length image of the, of the shroud um, before the 2002 restoration. So, it's first mentioned in 1354. The shroud was denounced by... Uh, a local bishop as a fake. However, currently the Catholic Church neither formally endorses nor does it reject the shroud. Um, so, 
it, it it's it's whether or not it's officially or unofficially approved doesn't really matter, right? What matters is the science behind it, right? We got to do some radio dated carboning and then we radio carbon dating and then we, there's also um, an x-ray methodology of dating it. So that's what I came across recently because a lot of people argue that the shroud is not not real because the radiocarbon dating uh, <clears throat> indicates that it's only 700 years old. However, they came out with a new methodology for testing because what happens, and I'll go to this article here, um, what typically happens is that with carbon dating, a lot of things get in the way. So what they did is they recently did an x-ray test to find out if this radio dated carbon, radio carbon dating is actually officially correct. So along comes uh, this wide angle x-ray scattering. And the results that they had were, was rather enlightening. So this is on Coast to Coast AM. So scientists in Italy claimed that an advanced x-ray analysis of a sample of the cloth found that it, it does indeed date back to the time of Christ. These remarkable research findings come courtesy of the Liberato dei Caro, which has spent three decades studying the relic and recently enlisted a team to take a new look at the mystery using the modern technology. So according to De Caro, the advanced x-ray analysis determined that the relic's composition closely resembles the findings of a piece of cloth known to be from 55 to 74 AD after death. So this puts it fairly close into the time of the Christ crucifixion. He also argues that the new technique is superior to that of carbon dating in this particular instance because the fabric samples are usually sub subject to all kinds of contamination with later process. Uh, so that's what we have with carbon dating. There's a lot of contaminated samples. For example, they'll talk about it in just a minute. Uh, to that end, the scientist suspects that there's a lot of impurities that have happened. The cloth itself is fairly wide in between the pieces, the very fine pieces that make up the cloth and they can collect other pieces along the way that can cause an invalid response with carbon dating. While this new research will be most certainly challenged, right, by a lot of skeptics, um, they state that their work is evaluated and peer-reviewed by three other independent experts not from their, their company. So... That's really cool because what that what that's telling us is that this new technology is not only better than carbon dating, uh, but it actually states that th this cloth is from the time of Christ. So to that end, right? So we're kind of we're kind of eliminating the argument that carbon dating has, you know, told us that this cloth is not from that time. We're going to wipe that out with this new article. Now. If we go back and we look into kind of a little bit more about the cloth itself and kind of what's happened along the timeline, um, we can learn a little bit more. So the shroud is rectangular. It measures approximately 4 by 4 by 1.1 meters or 14 feet 5 inches by 3 feet 7 inches. The cloth is woven in a 3 to 1 heronbone twill composed of flax fibrils. 
Its most distinctive characteristics is the faint brownish image of a front and back view of a naked man with his hands folded over his groin. The two views are aligned along the midplane of the body and the point and point in opposite directions. The front and back view of the head nearly meet in the middle of the cloth, which is interesting. The image in faint straw yellow color on the crown of the cloth appears to be of a man with a beard and mustache, shoulder-length hair, parted in the middle. He is muscular and tall. Uh, they have him from about five foot seven to six foot two. Reddish brown stains on the cloth correlating with the wounds of the biblical description and the crucifixion of Christ. So what they're saying is the wounds that are on the cloth are directly correlated to the what is discussed in the Bible. Um, <clears throat> In 1898, an Italian photograph photographer was allowed to take a photograph of the shroud. Uh, his name was Segondo Pia. Uh, he took the first photograph of the shroud in 1898. In 1931, another photographer, Giuseppe Inri, photographed the shroud and obtained results similar to the previous photographer. In 1978, an ultraviolet photographs were taken of the shroud. Now... We have a lot of history with the shroud, right? It, I mean, for it to survive 2,000 years is a pretty remarkable uh, feat. For us to even have coins dating back like a few hundred years is, is a pretty big feat. For us to find a sword from like a few hundred years ago is a pretty big feat. So to find something that and, and, and maintain it for 2,000 years is a, is a huge challenge. Um, that we even still face today with, like, you know, the Declaration of Independence and things like that. Just trying to maintain that thing uh, is, is challenging. So the shroud had bounced around. Um, so let's take a look at the history. There's no definite historical records that concern the particular shroud that is currently at the Turin Cathedral prior to the 14th century. But the 14th century was a while ago. A burial cloth, which some historians state uh, was the shroud, was owned by a Byzantine emperor that disappeared during the sack of Constantinople back in two, uh, 1204. Although there are numerous reports of Jesus' burial shroud or an image of his head of unknown origin, um, there is no historical evidence that refers to the shroud that's at the Turin Cathedral. So its first possible historical record dates to 1353-1357, where a bishop Pierre d'Arcis in France wrote a memorandum stating that the shroud was a forgery and that the artist confessed. Historical records seem to indicate that the shroud bearing an image of a crucified man exists in the small town of, of Lyrie uh, from the years of 1353 to 1357. So, we have some definite <laughs> arguments for both sides of whether or not this is an accurate shroud of Jesus or not. But, what is interesting is, there's some codex out there. Um, there's, a pr there's what's called the Prey Codex, uh, which claimed by some to include a representation of the shroud. There's an image on the Prey Codex that has crosses on what may be one side of a shroud and an interlocking step pyramid pattern on the other. Critics point out that it might not be a shroud at all, but it could be a tombstone. 
However, some people believe that it is a codex of the shroud. Um, so again, there's a lot of a lot of information here, um, but the image, I think, is the important thing here, because the image can't be cast by just somebody dying, and and leaving a mark on on this this image on this uh, fabric. So the person who died, whether it was Jesus or not, died and then was able to leave some sort of image through its energy. A lot of people believe that it was energy, like a radiation type energy, right? And, and when you think about film and when you think about how film is made, you think about the methodology with which it's cast onto the image. Light is passed through the hole and projected back onto the film in a negative image. And that seems to be what happened here. So for that to happen, there must have been an extreme source of light that went that hit this cloth to leave the image. So when you think about biblical history and Jesus rising from the grave and potentially having a tremendous amount of power, whether he was risen himself or whether what we consider God or the universe cast down some energy to, to make him rise from his grave. And, and that energy that went through the shroud left that x-ray image on the shroud. These are both possible, right? Keep in mind, if you are of the thought process that Jesus is an alien, then there's no limit as to what kind of energy source could have been used to make him rise from the grave or rise uh, back up after being injured so, so badly. If, if any of his, uh, alien compadres came in and used an energy source to make him rise up out of the dead, then that might have left some residual radiation onto the cloth as well. So there's many theories, right? Whether it's miraculous, whether it's scientific, whether it's aliens, there's just no way that this image could be on this shroud scientifically without some sort of powerful energy source creating it. Whether that was Jesus' soul, whether that was some sort of scientific tool, whether that was some sort of paranormal supernatural power, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't have all that information. But what we do know is that we know how photography works. We know how negatives work. We know how energy works to a certain degree. And for this shroud to have that image on it, it had to have a tremendous amount of power. Now, what about, what else, what about the crown? Now, if you actually made a crown of thorns, right? You took like a rose, a rose uh, stalk with all those thorns on it. And then you threaded it together to make a crown of thorns. That thing would deteriorate fairly quickly. So for it to make 2,000 years, that seems pretty surprising. But I came across an article about the crown of thorns as well. The wreath of the crown of thorns, according to Britannica.com, was placed on the head of Jesus at the crucifixion, whereby the Roman soldiers mocked the title of the king of the Jews, and the relic is to, to be, the relic purported to be the crown of thorns was transferred to Jerusalem and then to Const Constantinople in 1063. 
French King Louis IV, St. Louis, took the relic to Paris in 1238, and he had a chapel built. What blows my mind is that they state that it's still there today, that the thornless remains. There's no more thorns. They must have fallen off and, uh, you know, just deteriorated. The thornless remains are kept in the treasury of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. They, uh, they've also been kept in the Louvre as well. They survived a devastating fire in April 2019 that destroyed the church's roof and spire. So isn't it fascinating that we have these, these relics that are still alive, still, still around today, uh, from Jesus 2,000 years ago? And it's, it's interesting because there's so many people that, that want to say, you know, Jesus didn't even live, Jesus, Jesus wasn't around. And whatever you believe is, is fine. It's your own opinion. I, you know, I support you. Uh, but, you know, when we have these relics, it, it just lends a little bit more credence to the story um, and, and fascination. You know, when we look at UFO crashes, when we look at alien encounters, a lot of those are based off of first-hand, second-hand, third-hand retellings of the story. The same thing with Jesus now, you know, in, in the Bible. I mean, a lot of these have been recopied, 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 more so than our current alien encounters, but maybe not more so than some older alien encounters that are from 100 years ago or 200, 300 years ago. Um, there's, even, there's even a painting from the 1500s of a battle of aliens, uh, different species and different t types of, and shapes of ships in the sky. Uh, fighting each other. It's in, it's in Germany. Uh, and this was an event that, that took place over a city in Germany. So there there's all kinds of historical documents for UFOs as well as for Jesus. So I think when we, when we talk about Jesus, you know, and these historical, um, you know, artifacts, you know, we can't always discount everything. And, you know, as ufologists, we wouldn't want to be disca discounted for all of our, um, you know, efforts as well. So I think we have to take all, all artifacts into consideration, examine them and see, you know, maybe there's not a, a test that 100% that works on what you're looking for at the time. But by holding on to these artifacts within time, we will be able to test them continually with different tests for multiple uh, points of veracity. So the same thing with DNA tests, right? Police officers would hold on to evidence for decades Finally, once DNA processing came out, they were able to locate many, many uh, suspects and, and, and were able to con convict based on that evidence. So the only, the only thing that we're missing, I think, with, with the uh, shroud is that we don't have Jesus' DNA because Jesus isn't alive. We might have the DNA on the shroud itself because there is blood on there. And there's, there's also DNA. Um, and they can link it to, you know, an individual who has uh, certain traits. They already did a DNA test on it. Um, you know, and, and the individual is from the Jeru Jerusalem area. Um, and, of course, when you take these DNA tests, right, you have, you have some anomalies. You'll have some, some, like, a few percentage points that'll be from different areas. However, in this case, um, it seems to be primarily in the right area. So, what do you think? What do you think about the Shroud? What do you think about uh, 
this episode? What do you think about the crown of thorns? Do you think they're all real? I'll leave it up to you. So I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually. Do what you need to do. Meditate. Read a book. Find some peace this weekend. And I hope you guys um, follow through on your hobbies and goals and your dreams. You know, whatever makes you happy. And then uh, in the meantime, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care of yourselves and Lifetime Universe out.